Behind every farm, winemaker, bottle, and grape lies an untold story. This is Behind the Bottle, a monthly podcast by Cape Classics, a South African and French wine importer founded in 1992. We are committed to discovering and sharing these tales. I am Mary Ellen Phillips, and in today's episode, we are chatting with our very own Robert Bradshaw, Cape Classics president, about the addition of two regions to the portfolio, the Rhone and Languedoc. Thank you for sitting down with us today, Rob. On October 1st, Cape Classics is officially kicking off its largest launch ever, two regions and five new estates in the Rhone and Languedoc. So the main question on my mind is, why these two regions next? We've been waiting for this one for a long time. Way back in 2012, when we decided to to move into France, we really had a vision of how could we become a deeply relevant French importer in an already crowded market. When we started this, we we had our sights set on two things. We were dreaming about the Loire Valley and we were dreaming about the Rhone. That's why we got into this category. That's what we were in love with. That was the passion behind the whole project. The Loire was a natural place to start. For us, it was home. We love Sauvignon Blanc. We love Chenin Blanc. We love Cab Franc. It was a such a natural extension of who we already were in South Africa. So we ran with it. What we didn't know is how successful we'd be so quickly. The Loire took all of our time. I mean, it was a wild launch. It was a big launch. And, you know, we were lucky enough to get some superstar producers and wines that just, just worked for the Cape Classics way. And we kind of just meandered. We went wayward because we were so busy and it was working. And we tend to, we tend to work academically. We look at maps in our minds, whether they're on the wall or in our minds, we work academically. So we're running around this 400 kilometer wine region in the Loire. And as it gets settled, we start looking east over the forest and we're like, hey, Chablis is right there. So literally, Andre and I get in the car and we check out Chablis. And then the journey just rolls and rolls and rolls. And we're fortunate enough to meet Michelle Kalan. I mean, of all people in the, in the region, we get to meet Michelle Kalan, who brings us further on this journey. And then we meet Philippe. And now we're working with Philippe. And we get to meet Philippe Pacolet. And all these things happen. And now the Burgundy portfolio is born. You know, that wasn't really a uh, business plan shift as much as it was a momentum shift and right time and right place. So we keep rolling, right? So now we're going 250Ks right to the south of Burgundy into the Mekon and we find Maison Matisco and we work on that for six months. And then we meet some friends in Bordeaux and we're like, hey, okay, let's, let's look at some red wine in Bordeaux. And it just keeps going and going and going. Meanwhile, this vision we had, this baby, this gem in our mind, we were dying to get to the Rhone. And in little journeys, we were brought to the Rhone with with Philippe Paclet, who did his military service in the Rhone, and our amazing friends at Reserve d'Eau. But we could never get out there to build it properly, you know, to, to do it in the Cape Classics way. And then finally, honestly, finally, after six years of the journey, Andre and I really set our sights on it. And then we we got to work. We love Syrah. Again, when you go back to the very, very early days when Andre and I were at the whiteboard saying, where do we want to work next? 
we love the Northern Rhone. We kept coming back to it. We said, hey, why not Australia? Hey, why not Chile? Why not Spain? But you've got to come back to what you love and what you're passionate about and where you think you can make a difference in the market. And we kept coming back to Syrah. And when you talk about Syrah, you're talking about the Northern Rhone. So we got off with a fast start. For our listeners who aren't familiar with the Rhone and the Languedoc, what gets you excited about these two regions? Farming. Farming and red wine. Something that we've we've held. You know, we we haven't we haven't dove into this part of the portfolio, meaning everyday awesome Tuesday night, beautifully farmed, energetic red wines. If you look at the portfolio, we're so strong in the Loire in white wine, and we're so strong in Burgundy in white wine, and we're very strong in Burgundy in high-priced, expensive red wine. But we've been holding this marker because we knew it would come from the Rhone and we knew it would come from the Languedoc. Uh, And here we are. So if you look at the wines that are starting to really shape the Cape Classics French DNA, we skew towards organic. It's not mandatory. We don't have any, any hard and fast rules, but we like wines that when you pull the cork, you feel an energy. You feel that lift. You have that first sip and you're like, wow, what is this? And we knew it was going to be the long duck in the Rhone. If you look at organic farming in the long duck, they over-index. In organic farming, meaning they might only be 20% of the wine in France, but they may be 35% of the organic wine in France. So we wanted to get in there and root around. We wanted to find these wines and finally fill out the portfolio to have just as exciting everyday reds as we do whites from France. So let's jump into the farms. Tell us about the journey that you took to find each of these new producers. We drove a lot. What we're really talking about is four trips, maybe five trips, driving close to 2,000 miles over two years. Driving meaning um, I sit in the passenger seat and look around and, and Andre drives for 2,000 miles. Uh, <laughs> or, actually, or maybe he drives for 1,900 of them. Um but we we were searching for wines with energy. We were searching for the pioneers. What what was exciting in the north in Crow's Hermitage with Laurent Cambier is you have a farm that isn't just farming organically, but started in the seventies. I mean the chemical the chemical fertilizer crazy seventies. You have Maurice Cambier farming organically, really looking like a crazy person. You know, it doesn't look so crazy now, but they were pioneers. You know, we got to the south of of the Rhone and you meet our friends at at, uh, Rouge Garance, Domaine Rouge Garance, and they've been farming organically since the mid-90s. Or Croix de Pond, which has been farming organically since the mid-90s. These are people that have been so far ahead of the market and it's their time right now. I, I, I really consider it such a privilege that we've found them at this time when people are starting to ask questions about their wine. They want to know what chemicals are in their wine. They want to know how much sulfur is in their wine. And I, I believe in this journey, we've put together such a beautiful book of not just great wines that represent the Rhone and all the Rhone does, but they're doing it organically in a way that you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it when you taste these wines. So in the Northern Rhone, we have two wineries. Can you tell me about Domaine Colombier and Domaine du Colombier? You know, it started for us with, with Laurent Colombier. 
it really, you know, if I look at this um, genesis of a portfolio and if you look around our whole book, you know, we had the Karems as a, as a genesis in the Loire. We had um, Philippe Collin as a genesis in, in Burgundy along with Philippe Pacolet. For us, the Rhone will forever be remembered with the genesis, which is Laurent Cambier. He, he was an icon to us. We, we went there to learn. We went there to understand. We figured if we're going to find the best, we need to taste with the best. We, we in, a, in a million years, never thought we'd, we'd be privileged enough to, to work with Laurent. He's an icon in organic farming. I mean, th this isn't just, we're not talking about the Rhone now or even just France. We're talking an icon in, in the world. Maurice Cambier goes back to organic farming all the way back to the 70s. And what you might not know about the 70s is the 70s were about as chemical happy farming as you could ever dream of. So you have Maurice Cambier out there saying, I don't want to use these chemicals. I want to do this in a different way. I want to treat my fruit in a different way. Really to the ridicule of his neighbors who nicknamed him Crazy Maurice. Um, noteworthy enough is several vintages later when the results were in the bottle, his neighbors started farming just like Crazy Maurice. So it kind of tell, tells the tale of what can be done. We see these as a crown jewel. You know, I, I think Crow's Hermitage and I think Laurent Cambier. To me, it's, it's an easy association and we're, we're just honored to have them. At the same time, and just again, our journey sometimes is just serendipitous. We were fortunate enough to meet David and Florent Vial. So this is a whole different look at Crow's Hermitage. It's probably a little crazy that we have two out of the gate, but we love Syrah. We love the Northern Rhone. We believe, you know, we're kind of fulfilling a dream here. And being able to meet um, Florent and, and David at Domaine de Colombier brought another look at, at the region into our lives. They're classic. I mean, everything about these wines. If you were to go teach Crow's Hermitage and Hermitage, you'd bring these wines to teach. I mean, right down to the label, they're just correct in every way. They're also farming organically. You know, they were selling their fruit to Gigal for years. They are so classic and so unassuming. They're the kind of wines that are incredibly awesome, but not because someone was trying to make them awesome. They're just awesome in what they do and how they farm and how they taste and how they live. I mean, it's iconic. So we have these two Crows Hermitage now that really ring different bells. We have the endlessly classic, reliable, everyone knows, everyone loves side with Domaine du Colombier, and then a more modern, different look. Even the labels look a little younger. They look a little more modern and energetic. Uh, Crows Hermitage with, with Laurent Cambier. Rob, can we go south for a minute here and dive into the Southern Rhone? Can you tell me about La Quattapod and Domaine Rouge Garance? We're excited about what is, but we're more excited about what can be. And when I think about what can be, I think of the Ventoux. I think of Mount Ventoux. I think of this gem of an appellation, really in the heart of the Southern Rhone, situated in a, in a classified biosphere reserve by UNESCO. And I, I really, truly dream of what if people can see the Southern Rhone is so much more than Cote d'Iron. Those Cote d'Iron are amazing wines and they're in great value, but... There's so much more there. So we knew right from day one, 
we wanted to build a business where if we if we taught and we we repeated and we educated and we kept beating this drum, maybe people could think of the Vantu automatically. You know, if you think this through, really, you have great elevation. You're on a mountain, so you're kind of going up the mountain. And where you have a mountain, you have wind. And when you have wind, you have a shot at fantastic cool nights, great fruit, and pioneering organic farmers. All over the world, if you find me organic and biodynamic wine, I, I'm almost certain I'm going to be able to find you wind because wind's your number one ally. Wind blows through at night and takes the moisture out of the, out of the grapes. Wind helps blow the pests away. Where you have healthy wind, you could really farm beautifully. And these guys are making beautiful wine at that same price point where everyone just thinks of commercial Coteron. And we're going to be able to bring the market something special here. You know, it might be a dollar more, but you're going to get a wine that is so much more. They've been farming organically since the late 90s. I mean, it's really spectacular. So with Domaine Rouge Garange, <laughs> Domaine Rouge Garance, it's, it's really the same thing. It's the same vibe. We have this vision of what could be. And I believe the market's ready to think of Cote Rhone as so much more than entry-level wines. So we're going to put our energy in that next tier up quality Cote Rhone, which is Cote Rhone Village. It's going to cost a dollar or two more, but I think we're going to open doors to just whole new levels of what people expect from the region. You know, also farming uh, organically since 1996, uh, 30 minutes from Avignon. You really are in the Southern Rhone now. We have three different Cote d'Rhone Village that show so much freshness and integrity and spice and energy. It, to me, it's a whole new day for this category. It's really, we really have a chance here to educate in the same way that we, we educate about Shannon and we try to give everyone these great aha moments. These moments where you're like, wow, I didn't even know what Shannon Blanc was. I think we're going to teach people to say, wow, I never knew there was a Cote d'Rhone village. I've never heard of the Vantu, you know, the French words with X's scare people. Uh, but we're going to have to take that fear away. So people go into their local shop and say, what do you have from the Vantu? Not just I want a cheap Cote d'Rhone. I want, I want something from the Vantu. Or what do you have for Cote d'Rhone Village? And we, we think that time is right now. We, we really believe in the category. We think this part of the world for under $20 is going to give you wines that really excite you. You know, it's not just a glass of wine. It's a glass of wine that captures your attention. It's a glass of wine that can capture your imagination. It, it's just, it's an opportunity to do something special and, and really show the world something new. How come you didn't stop when you reached the end of the Southern Rhone? What made you continue driving southwest to find Chateau Au Blanville? We weren't done. You know, we still had one major project left. And we've been staring at this project since we entered the category in 2012. And that is every day, honest, approachable, beautiful farmed French Chardonnay, French Pinot Noir, French Cabernet. You know, we've held this part of the portfolio open literally for five years because we knew when that day came, it was going to be on the long duck. And we had heard of Bernard Nivellet and the work he's doing at Chateau Oblamville. You know, there's been little sparks, little pieces we read in the press, you know, this little story out there building. And we had to go meet him. 
we had to get out into the long deck and meet Bernard and Bertrice and see what was happening at Chateau Oblumville. We are on the hunt for authentic, real wine made by real people that can still be purchased affordably every day. And that work wasn't quite done in the, in the Southern Rhone. So really, we've had this compass, this drive through this whole project. We, we don't have in our portfolio an everyday, by the glass, beautiful French Chardonnay. We've got amazing French Chardonnay. I mean, we have, we have Burgundy, right? But I mean, everyday pricing and everyday pricing Pinot Noir. And to do that, I, I just felt so strongly we had to go into the long duck. Really to find that magic, you had to go into the long duck because you can't, you know what, you're not going to buy Pinot Noir from the Rhone. We were incredibly fortunate, and, and I just believe so deeply in this brand, to meet Beatrice and Bernard Nivolet. They are looking at the long duck the way Kid Classics is looking at the long duck. You know, again, it comes back to what is today and what could be. We're betting heavy on the could be here. We believe in time, as does Bernard. I mean, just just to hear him speak of it, there is no reason the long duck couldn't be understood and revered just like Burgundy. You know, what if people understood that this really is a microclimate region? I mean, it's this big, big region with all these microclimates and phenomenal terroir. But really right now, it's just kind of sold as the long duck. We see an opportunity here to take a position to say you don't have to be agribusiness to have amazing value, honestly farmed, beautifully correct, just energetic $12 Chardonnays or $13 Chardonnays or $13 Pinot Noirs that you can actually push against this agribusiness movement, this big wine movement. And deliver people wines that are awesome and wines like your grandparents knew and real grapes and a focus towards sustainable farming, a movement towards organic farming. Uh, And that's going to happen in the long duck. So we have found this producer and I I just can't stress enough how, how excited we are that we think alike. We knew instantly when we met with them that we think alike and we were able to jump, jump in the truck with Bernard and drive all of these vineyards. You know, they, they were in vacation in the Long Duck in 1997 and fell in love with it. You know, Bernard was a banker with the IMF and they just saw it. They saw this opportunity to, to take what's happened in Burgundy and bring it to the Long Duck. And starting in the late 90s, started buying amazing parcels. And they've been buying ever since. So they have this portfolio of vineyard gems through the whole region they're building a new winery. There's an existing winery now that, you know, their, their vineyards, their expertise, their passion is going to allow us to really change the game of what people should expect for everyday price wines from France. Reserve de O is an existing Languedoc property that you guys had. What really struck you about them? When I look at this whole new portfolio, And what we're trying to do and what we hope to accomplish in the coming years, something I'm most excited about is all of a sudden everyone is going to see in a clearer way one of the greatest gems in our portfolio, which is Domaine de la Reserve d'Eau. You know, I go back to the early years, the pioneers that believed in Cape Classics first. It's Marie and Frédéric Chaffray. 
We, we have been to few vineyards on earth, truly in our careers that touched us like visiting Reserve to O. I saw, I saw aspects of biodynamic farming that I never understood. I tasted energy in a wine that I had never understood. You know, to stand at the base of the mountains in Terraces de Larzac and understand you're at the base of a mountain, right? And I don't care where you are anywhere in the world. If you grow grapes on the base of a mountain, something's coming out of the mountains to eat your grapes. It could be baboons in Constantia. It could be boars, most of Europe. Well, they have wild boars, right? And what blows me away is I'm, I'm always wondering, like, how do you, what do you do, right? And they're like, the boars don't eat our grapes. And I didn't understand at all until they explained that, you know, they've been EcoCert or um, EcoCert certified and Demeter certified really since, since inception of the winery in 2005. The boars are so hungry to dig up in between the rows and eat these big, fat, delicious worms. They actually leave the grapes alone. And it's just, it's, it's a moment you can't understand until you've stood there. But that's what we're talking about with soil health. And it, it was just amazing. And I think they, they've been with us since the beginning. And now there's a whole portfolio around them. And they were the first. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that as we had our little sparkle in our eye for this region, they were first. And now they, they sit in this portfolio as a crown jewel for the whole thing. I couldn't agree more, Rob. Having visited Reserve de O last year and seeing what Marie and Frederick are doing firsthand, they really have something special going on. This episode of Behind the Bottle was recorded and produced in our offices in New York City. You can purchase any of the wines discussed today online at wine.com. For 10% off of your order, enter Cape Classics at checkout. For more information on Cape Classics wines, please visit capeclassics.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cape Classics Wines. Thank you for listening and please tune in next time. Until then, cheers!